Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle, and this is episode 147. This week we are reviewing 65, and it's going to be a little bit of a different format. I was uh, actually able to join Brad from the Cinema Speak podcast, uh, and I was a guest on his show. Uh, so what he did was he sent me the audio for that, so that way I can publish it on our feed. Um, as we mentioned last week, Josh uh, is busy with his new baby. Jacob is getting ready to move to DC, so lots of moving parts, um, and we wanted to keep the show going, so that is uh, what we're going to do. Here is the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 326 of the Cinema Speak podcast. Today is Sunday, March 12th, 2023, and my name is Brad. My name is Kyle. And on today's episode, we've got a review of 65, I Can Drive, 65, as they like to say, um, starring Adam Driver and directed by my boy Brian and Scott, whatever their last name is. <laughs> uh, also, we'll talk about some micro reviews. It's going to be a great episode. Thanks, everybody, for downloading and tuning in. And Kyle, thanks for being here, man. What's going on? Hey, anytime. Uh, not a lot, I guess. Well, we should say that obviously we've collaborated before, but you know, it's been a year. I mean, some of the people that listened to that last episode we did together, I mean, they, they might be dead. So that, we should probably reintroduce uh, that you have your own show, Suds and Cinema. Well, I hope nobody that listened to that is dead because that's like a tenth of our listenership. So hopefully they're <laughs> still alive. You know, actually, hang on. We might have to restart this episode, but we'll okay. keep going because I uh, forgot to bring up the soundboard. We, we've just been having a great afternoon party. It's a great practice 65. Yeah, this is a great practice run. I'm loading up the soundboard now. Um, but what's going on with Suds and Cinema, man? What's uh, what's new with you guys? Oh, we're basically in the shitter. Um, I think the show might be dead. <laughs> as dead Josh, as the listeners from a year ago. Josh has a kid. Uh, Jacob is moving to D.C., and I'm going nowhere in life, so show, you know, might as well be dead. Sure. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, Thank you. Listen, this show's not dead. Listen, anybody out there who listens to this show and doesn't listen to Southern Cinema, you got to check them out because honestly, if I can endorse a show <laughs> as much as I can endorse it, I want to endorse your show because you guys put on a great show every single week. Well, thank you, Brad. You say the show <laughs> is dead. I say absolutely not. Oh! I say the show will live on. Um, but you just recently did a Creed episode. You've, you have a new premium oh. podcast as well. Yep, we just like, did. Let's uh, get some, like, let's just reviewed make Creed some three money here, bud. Let's get some <laughs> plugs in. Hey, okay, guys, be modest. <laughs> as modest as possible. Uh, the premium episodes they are great, um, but it's only a dollar if you want to listen yes! on Bandcamp. What did we just do? We just did uh, 80s Cronenberg was the latest premium. And uh, we do have one in the tank waiting to uh, waiting to be released as well. So, you know, you got to stay tuned for that. Yeah. Well, it's it's great because obviously I've recorded with you guys before and it's it's great to have you in the uh, Cinema Speak studio. Is it is it as glamorous as you uh, were expecting? No. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's more glamorous. Wow. Wow. Fuck that. Uh, I, I no. appreciate that. <laughs> the movie shelf the movie shelf in person is it's peak. Yeah. The new release wall over there. Yeah. yeah. Now a peek behind the curtain 
for you, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's peeking behind the curtain right now, but uh, there's actually a few movies that I own that are in a box that are not even on the new release shelf. <laughs> oh, God. So we've got even more to add. But anyway, um, yeah, I appreciate you uh, coming over here. And we've had a great afternoon of watching 65. Oh, yeah. And speaking of 65, I guess we should say that Suds and Cinema, like you're not reviewing hard seltzers or some you're not reviewing rain energies like we do on this show. Nope. No Coca-Cola. No rain energy. Um what else have you done? No Soylent. No Soylent. <laughs> we stick to we stick to the true craft beer. Naughty boy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We stick to the craft beer, baby. And you know, we have to have a beer for the, having you on the show. We got to have a beer here. Wow, that's so, true. I mean, we didn't have to, but it. You know, we wanted to. This is a combination episode. I would have hated myself if <laughs> I had you on this show sober. I mean, let's be real. Like, yeah, we got to have a beer, like. Suds and cinema, cinema speak combo. If I'm going to listen to you drink rain energy, then your listeners need to listen to us drink beer. So exactly, exactly. No shit. So we're reviewing 65, and mm-hmm. I told you I have the perfect beer for 65. You did. Should do you, I? You're you're the guy <laughs> who introduces the beer. I feel like I should hit pass this off to you. This well, is... I do sometimes when it's my beer, but this is kind of like this is kind of your baby as well. I mean, this is your favorite brewery of all time. Um, you, remember we got to keep them happy. Yeah, you uh, host they, trivia here, so they do employ me there. <laughs> yeah, so. you're employed by them. I feel like you wow. have to endorse them. Uh, yeah, but no, this is called Thunder Kiss '65. Absolutely. I mean, if there's not a more perfect beer, I mean, we don't even need Jacob to describe this connection. It's right there on the can. <laughs> it says '65. <laughs> Hundred percent. I mean, it's it's funny because knowing that this brewery, not only do I host trivia there, but it is also the closest brewery to where I live. I'm like, we'll probably grab a beer from there. So I'm going through their beer list. What what do they have that's dinosaur related? Like, do they have anything that like it's called like a gasoline beer or you know, <laughs> like you know, you were all you started out. With the furthest connection I could think exactly. of. Exactly. What's the furthest thing? Gasoline. Yeah. yeah. But and then I said, Thunder Kiss sixty five. It's sixty five. It's it's perfect. We're hundred percent locked in. Um Well so. it is called Thunder Kiss sixty five, and it is from War Water Brewery out of St. Clair, Michigan. Oh that and hell? guess what? Do I not have Rob Zombie on this board? <laughs> this is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. What? Uh and guess what the ABV is? Is it sixty five? It's six point five percent. Guess what the IBU Guess what the IBUs are? Sixty five. Sixty five, baby. Let's go, baby. Now we're talking. What I a mean, connection! I do have uh, a little bit of this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that for? What the fuck? No, uh, we'll keep it. We'll keep it moving. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do a little bit of Rob Zombie on this board. Uh, okay. um, well, there actually, uh, there actually is no description for the beer on Untapped, so I can say it's a grapefruit IPA. Okay. And besides that, there's no description. There is on no this? description. Sorry. Right. So you can dress up like jerks. <laughs> uh, we do have a description from the brewery. I mean, I can read the can. This is like this is on every can of theirs. Okay. Um, 
Because I know when I had Sketchy, this was the same thing was on here. It says, during the War of 1812, the Great Lakes constituted a middle ground and were the, and were the beginning of something great to come. And were the beginning of... Wow. I don't know if that makes sense in English, but uh, that's what yep. Pan says. So. Yep. Do you want to read that? <laughs> Do you want to check that? <laughs> My, no, okay. I, I'm also hanging on for dear life. I'm violently hungover. So yeah. who did you you saw? Uh, who did you uh, see? I went and saw Subtronics last night at the Masonic Temple. Get real, killer. And uh, it was killer. Can I now? Normally, when you're on, speaking of Subtronics, mm-hmm. normally when you're recording an episode of yours, you're in control of the soundboard, right? That is true. How does it feel to be on the receiving end of that? I love it. I love to no! not. <laughs> I love not being the host, not having to guide the conversation, yeah. control the soundboard. I can just sit back, relax, drink this nice Thunderkiss sixty five, and get just get fucking plastered. No, sir, I don't like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, I'm hoping to get slightly overserved. Oh fuck! Damn it. <laughs> How do I not have now? I got to tell you, just I've said this before. I'll say it again. Uh, we're at 374 <laughs> drops on here. So if you're queuing me up for something, be like, boom, it's going to take a little. I might be slightly overserved. I want the Aaron Lewis drop. It's going to take a minute. All right. That is an impressive amount of drops. I could not do it myself. I would have to filter some out, but kudos to you. A lot of these definitely should be filtered out. Let's crack into this. Uh, let's oh, crack into this brew. Party here. foul, Brad. Oh yeah, shit. It's all right. It's too late. Fix that. In <laughs> um, no, you got to fake it. This stuff will make you a no shit. Okay. Um, now all right, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. You're you're the beer guy, so you're gonna have to. Uh, I'm a beer guy. I'm not the beer guy. Let's get it right. When it comes to this show, you are okay. the beer guy. Right now in this room, right. I'm the beer guy. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. What the hell is that? So you're gonna have to lead this conversation. But I will say, I uh, am a big listen. Hmm. I'm not saying this because I host trivia at this brewery, right? But every beer at this brewery is top notch. If you can spend any amount of money to get this beer to you, please do, because they are all delicious, including this beer. But I'm curious what you think. Um, yes. And keep in let's mind support that I, War I Water. Be editing this episode. Let's so. get Brad. Let's get the bag. Um, support War Water. I don't care. Uh, but in terms of this beer in particular, my least favorite of the three that I've had. <laughs> Come on, stop. Yeah. Started out very strong. That Belgian triple was delicious. I give it a four point five. Yep. Yeah. Second beer was I. Uh, it was a uh, mine was supposed to be a New England IPA. Tasted more like an American IPA, which is fine. But again, one of those things where you order something, you're expecting one thing. Yikes! You get something else. It's gonna throw you off a little bit, but still pretty solid. Okay. This one. No. No. There is definitely something off about it. <laughs> do, do you not taste it? This is a five out of five beer for me. That's I, on record. This is a five out of five beer. There is something definitely off this beer. No, it's, it, uh, no. How does that taste? It doesn't taste like. I'm not getting like the acidic from the grapefruit. It's like something else. It's like a. 
I wish I could describe it better. Listen, bud, mm. I think you're out of your damn mind. Motherfucker, are you out of your damn mind? I mean, <laughs> you like this? Listen, I mean, this is you. Lo- do you love it? I mean, if if I'm going off record, I will say that. And again, this is off record, so I will be deleting it from the episode. Yeah, go ahead. But I will say that get the bag. The previous two beers I had were slightly better, but we're these are still all five out of fives. Yeah, this right. Is, it's just like a level of five. This is a right. light five. Yep. The what was the other one? Uh, not sketchy. King of Fools. King of Fools. <laughs> solid five, and the uh, White Knuckle Wit. Heavy five. Right. These are all still five out of five. So you have to go back and delete where you said I gave it a four point five. Yes, it's a five. I don't obviously, care. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, that was just, that's an expression. It's an it's an expression. Oh yeah, the classic. Let's get it on. That yeah. classic expression. <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, definitely, it's very, it's very grapefruity. I, I, I taste the grapefruit. I do taste it, but it's like something off about it. Like, have you ever had Sculpin? Uh, they do like a grapefruit IPA. What? <laughs> no, that's a no. Okay. Uh, see, that's like a, that's like what I'm, I guess, kind of comparing it to, and a good example of a grapefruit flavor in an IPA that's that works. This is slightly off. Yikes. Sorry, war, war, water. Wrong! But hey, if you want to send me some money, support the show, I might change my mind. Might change my rating. Absolutely a five out of five. Um, but, you know, I I see where you're coming from on this. Okay. I mean, we ha- <laughs> it's honestly, listen, I don't want to get into this, but it's a five out of five specifically for the fact that we're reviewing a movie called 65. Maybe it's a six out of five. Well, put the listen, slash there. I don't want you to ruin my bit, but uh, <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Don't want to step. <laughs> so, oops. Uh, Fantastic movie. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, Thunder Kiss sixty five grapefruit IPA, solid. And I did not catch on that it was a six point five percent and sixty five IBUs. Solid. That's, that's and the way that it's actually well, it's, you can't see it on the can, but if you go to Untapped, there's an apostrophe before the six so it's something to do with the year 1965 as well but there's no description so they don't they don't they don't let you in on the bit it's it must be an inside joke it's they're just cool like that man Uh, i love inside jokes i'd love to be a part of one someday exactly well um speaking of inside jokes i mean this whole segment that i'm about to get into is a bit of an inside joke joke uh (laughs) it's a bit of a joke um we've got We've got movie roulette here, and I mean, is this is this an official? Uh, should I hype this up? Is this movie roulette? Like, is this? Should is, I, are you asking me? I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking you. Why are you asking me? Well, I'm asking you because I'm trying to find the. Uh, oh, should I vape vent? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Vader. Don't need to Vader. Don't need to vamp. But I, I think it's uh, time to get into movie roulette, right? Hundred percent. Now, obviously, like hardcore fans of both of our podcasts know that we haven't collaborated since Alex Garland's Men. The classic men, exactly. The classic yeah. men, which, you know, it's, Get real. it's been a while, but uh, we have... It's been a while. <laughs> it's one that's been considered to be on this board for a <laughs> while. Um, we have our movie roulette wheel here, and I said, listen... Who knows when we'll next collaborate, but this might be the push that we need to collaborate sooner rather than later. That's true. 
or I could leave this apartment. You know, we could be enemies by the time I leave. When we get into so. a re- review of 65, we might end up. That's true. Enemies. I don't care. But uh, I think we should have you spin the wheel. So we've got all our boutique Blu-ray labels here. Okay. Other than my shelf, which that needs to be updated to number three because we already did number one and two. But anyway. So am I pretending like that says number three? That will say number three. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, we will edit this out. Right. That says number three. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, if you're ready to spin the wheel, obviously, let's find out what the next time we collaborate on, what will be the random movie that you will be absolutely required to review will be hey i've said it before the only reason i watch movies is homework i can't wait let's go movies are not meant to be fun well, this is not- oh, yeah i do not watch movies to enjoy them i watch them as homework <laughs> exactly and to rate them out of 100 so let's get it going exactly what well give it a spin give it, give it a good spin like you're not gonna break this thing it's pretty fancy i don't okay it, here we go just give it go hard how was that what could have gone harder, but this guy's got gunpowder again. <laughs> wow, it was awful. Gunpowder and sky again. This third time. Gun- <laughs> is this thing fucking rigged? <laughs> what the fuck is there? Literally, gunpowder and sky has That's eleven row, movies, <laughs> and we've had to review three of them. Holy hell! All right, well, fuck it. <laughs> this guy probably fucking rigged the gunpowder. Yeah, how much is Gunpowder and Sky paying you? God <laughs> Come damn. On. Little do does everybody else know that Gunpowder and Sky is on six of these <laughs> wheel <laughs> things. Um, all right. Well, obviously, Gunpowder and Sky. Next up, we know that we will be reviewing a Gunpowder and Sky movie. So are you eliminating the other ones that have been chosen? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you will right. not be reviewing uh, Her Smell or Pirates. Fucking <sighs> Darn. Two, two weeks in a row. that. What the fuck is happening here? Uh, yeah, I've been waiting for this. So, Gunpowder and Sky. Uh, let me pull up the magical number generator machine. And, uh, Kyle, do you think you could give me a little uh, a little bit of a turn that crank there for the magical number generator machine? Oh, there we go. Thank Found you, it. sir. Thank you, sir. The number that you get is... Four, four. It's my second favorite number. And of course, really, what's your first? One. We don't need to get into it. Um, obviously. Wait, can I change my answer? Change it to sixty-five. <laughs> obviously, number four. Of course, not even a question that the f- number four title for Gunpowder and Sky is Summer of '84. I don't care. Summer of 84. Pat, do you know what Summer of 84 is? No, I'm not, motherfucker. Not on my watch list, so I'm going to say no. Uh, Pulser, no thanks, but God bless. Pulser is very familiar, though. It was kind of a... It's one of those garbage 80s throwback horror kids comedy movies you know yikes yikes is absolutely my least favorite genre well you rigged (laughs) it for uh gunpowder and sky bud so um looks like it's on shutter directed by three people how many people does it take to make a shitty movie sure i don't think there's any way out of this bud (laughs) i don't think there's any way out of this 
All right, it's available on AMC Plus. Easy. I'm just gonna spin it. Like, is something rigged with this wheel? Like, I'm gonna... wait, what did it start on? Wait, no, spin it first. See if it goes to Gunfire Sky. <laughs> if it lands, if something's up here, okay, just quick test. Oh no, close. That's <laughs> close. Very close. And then when I spun it, I think it was on your shelf. Was right here. I think it was on Vinegar Syndrome yeah, because your shelf was right. right there. Give it, a, give it another one. That's about how hard I spun it. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Okay. You're stuck with Summer of 84, but hey, I'm sorry. I'm, fi- I'm fine with it. Um, I've heard some people like this movie. Uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of right down the middle where hopefully I don't feel that way, you know, because that's the worst thing that could happen is just be an average. Fuck movie. that. Yeah. I, wa- I want it to be bad or really good. I mean, the tagline for the movie, every serial killer lives next door to someone. That's a pretty good tagline. I dig that. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, next time we collaborate will be summer of 84. Can't wait. Yeah, 100%. Um, but right now, we're not talking 84. We're talking 65. Are you ready to get into this review? I've never been more ready in All my right. Life. We are reviewing 65, which is directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. It stars Adam Driver, Ariana Greenblatt, and Chloe Coleman. And the plot synopsis is, an astronaut crash lands on a mysterious planet, only to discover he's not alone. What did you think of (laughs) 65? No. Oh, boy. Um... I went into this movie with a open mind. Uh, I thought it would at least be fun. Dinosaurs, you know, uh, it's like a sci-fi movie. Bullshit. Adam Driver's in it. Uh, but I had my hesitations because it's from the writers of uh, Quiet Place. And if anybody listens to our show, they know I am not the biggest fan of A Quiet Place. Um, but the directors had, you know, they're on... Um, I don't know if you'd call it a hot streak, but I guess Haunt has some good reviews. You've said Haunt Jesus! is good. I haven't seen Haunt yet. Hell yeah, dude. Right over there. I, I can see it right now. Yeah. Uh, but 65 was a bit of a mess. Um, there's things to like about it for sure, but just the way that things happen in the movie, the choices made, whether it's directing, writing, just like the cinematic language in general – is very weird just how things get like told to you very disappointed (laughs) how things are told to you and how things are revealed uh all of that was very underwhelming and (laughs) like the through line is not very strong uh the characters everything is like a bit of a cliche you know behind it and yeah i just thought it was kind of a mess to be honest Wow. Wow. <laughs> if I had your soundboard, I would play the Will Smith. Uh, I'm not going to try <laughs> to unpack, unpack all that. that. Um, but I will say that uh, I'm kind of, uh, listen, I'm kind of in lockstep with you on this one. Uh thought you were going to, come on, we talked about this before. Your prediction was you would love it. I, my prediction was that this would be amazing. <laughs> I love 
who the who are these jokers? Uh, <laughs> you Bert, love the directors. Scott Beck and Brian. Jurassic Woods. Park is your number one movie of all time. It is. Come on. And I honestly, I I actually borderline love A Quiet Place. There you go. And I really like Haunt. So mm-hmm. I thought it's gonna be an easy win. <laughs> Uh, no, it actually wasn't. I was pretty disappointed in it. Uh, I thought it was surprisingly boring, to be totally honest. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you think, okay, Adam Driver with a plasma rifle fighting dinosaurs should be an easy win, right? It was not, like, honestly, there were not that many set pieces. Like, uh, Yeah, action set pieces were very minimal. I mean... I hate to say it, but uh, my first reaction, <laughs> well, my first reaction was, oh! but then my second reaction was, uh... my first reaction was just weak. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah. So you think, okay, like I was honestly like kind of sitting there waiting, like when is the dino shit going to kick in? Mm-hmm. Like I would say, honestly, you get a little, he like a dino jumps at him like a fucking robin or some bird or some shit and mm-hmm. he kills it no problem but you really don't get dino shit until i'd say probably halfway through the movie like you really don't get a good dino set piece until halfway through yeah they tease it and part of it feels possibly budgetary um they do a lot of like hinting at things that are going to come and they don't show it until, like you said, about halfway through the movie. But yeah, I, I agree that I wish there was more of that. I kind of wish, even if they even if they didn't look as good or some things were changed budgetarily, I kind of just wanted to see Adam Driver fighting dinos with a plasma rifle. Yeah. And instead we got this kind of dramatic, you know, uh, father-daughter movie instead. Yeah, and like, you know, that stuff is fine like you know it's it's very obvious where it's gonna go yeah like, like i said all that stuff very cliche yeah but yeah I, for the movie it's it work it's fine how it happens but yeah just totally cliche and obvious i i could have been fine with that if the action sequences were fun enough if there was enough you know variety in the dino stuff mm-hmm. but there really wasn't and i do feel like you know, I love uh, my boys. Uh, I remember their names for sure. Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Didn't have to just look it up. I love them. But I do feel like they are watching this movie. It feels like you're watching a movie where it's writers turned directors. Where, right, yeah. like, you know, the script, it's very simple. It's very straightforward. But there are enough moments where it's like, you know, there's setups and payoffs where it's like you can tell that, you know, it wasn't like a totally like just like cobbled together script. Like even as straightforward as it is, you know, there's stuff with the uh, the whistling like there's payoffs with that. There's the the hologram stuff has payoffs like even though it's simple, it's a pr- I think it's a solid script. I just don't think as directors they really brought enough of anything because the moments of action were pretty underwhelming. Yeah. And the moments there's there's written moments that I'm sure read really well, but they don't play well in the movie. Like we're gonna get into spoilers, but uh, <laughs> um, there is a moment where it, 
I was imagining, I was like, wait, is he thinking that, dreaming that, or did that actually happen already? Okay. I and I'm like, I was very confused because, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. it's a weird moment in the movie. And then you have to go through the rest of it and wait until it's basically explicitly said to have it explained. And uh, yeah, I just thought like that might have read better than it is portrayed on screen. I mean, yeah, the way it was portrayed on the screen, bit of a turkey, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> bit of a turkey. Um, but like, I, it's like, you know, I, I really just think if this movie had somebody getting their face peeled off with a claw hammer, like an haunt, like really could have gone the extra mile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. could have been more, uh, could have been more violent. There's, it is very tonally weird. Like the moment that I'm thinking of specifically is going from, that uh the jaunt through the forest or whatever you want to call it with the score changes and it's very playful to like and then they save this baby dino and then it's just like fuck you it's dead (laughs) like we're gonna kill this thing and then it's like uh then you're on edge immediately after and a lot of changes like that very abrupt changes tonally i think it's all over the place that did not help either (laughs) well yeah that moment where it felt like that was supposed to play out like as a funny moment, right? It is. It's <laughs> just a couple like, of those. Yeah, it, it feels like you know they rescue this dinosaur, and it's supposed to be this a very sweet moment, and then I don't think who, who gives a fuck about that. So, uh, it's not plot related. Yeah, so, so the, this di- they save this dino from a tar pit, and then the dino gets like just like wrecked by <laughs> right what are they compies from the lost i don't world? know the and, name but yeah this, what they call they're like little raptors <laughs> yeah and it's like it feels like it should play as like a moment of humor like but it just seemed dark and out of place yeah <laughs> it, it feels like if they had like really leaned into it more with like maybe the score could have been like this like mm-hmm. overly dramatic it could have played like a really funny moment but watching it you're just like what the hell is that you know it just it doesn't totally work and there, there's a lot of moments like that that are you know it's fine in idea but not totally great in execution yep for sure yeah, a lot of moments of comedy are kind of like that, too. Like, this is obviously, they're playing this for a laugh and didn't really work as well. Uh, the rope scene in particular, yeah. that was one that was, like, just odd. And Bullshit. I'm trying to think of what was, like, the only thing that worked, co- like, comedically for me, but... I was struggling to think of laughing one. very hard when everybody on the ship died, but Adam Driver and the young girl. Yeah, I remember the that people was... in front of us had to turn around and say, "Can you please stop laughing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was losing it at that point, but I don't know. Yeah, it, it is a very weird movie, very forgettable. Um, honestly, I'll be. Can I be one hundred percent honest with you? We sat down to record this. I totally <laughs> forgot everything about the movie until we started talking about yeah. it. Hundred percent, I was like, "Oh yeah, shit, yeah, that's right." Adam Driver and dinosaurs, like it's very forgettable. Yeah, which is a shame because it's a movie. It's a, an original IP, right? It's an original script. There's nothing that it's tied to that I know of. Um, but it's going to like it's a, getting terrible reviews. I don't think it's going to be a box office smash. It might not be a bomb, but we'll have to see after this weekend. But it's, it's sad because I wish we had more of these that weren't tied to something like Jurassic Park or Jurassic yeah. World. Like, 
you know, just obviously the easy IP that has dinosaurs in it. You know, I wish we had more of these movies, but they get made and then they're shit. So like, I mean, the problem is that like comparing it to, uh, you'll see it right over there, Jurassic World Dominion, the classic that I own on 4K. Um, Got to. Yeah, of course. Like even that movie. Did you guys review that? I can't even remember. I think we, yeah, we did. It's so forgettable that I don't even remember. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> yeah. But at least with that movie, there were moments, there were as garbage as that movie was, there were memorable sequences and moments like the sequence in the cave with like the water dinos that mm-hmm. came out, the sequence where she crashes her plane and she's having to hide under the water. Like there are moments in that movie as trash as that movie is like there are moments that I think still make it, you know, it's at least trash that has like an air freshener within the trash. Yeah. You know, I mean, they know how to do a set piece in those movies yeah. and this again. Yeah. It really doesn't have those memorable set pieces. Like, yep. There are a lot of moments where they'll get into this trouble and then it's like, it's, it's concluded very quickly. And then it's like, was that supposed to be a set piece? Was that supposed to be, uh, tension building or anything and i'm just kind of left puzzled by what i saw rather than like you know in awe or whatever you want to call it i mean the best way i can de- describe these two movies jurassic world dominion is a pile of trash that is covered in air fresheners so it's still trash but you're getting that scent of air fresheners with uh 65 it is literally just an air freshener that has run out and there's no scent <laughs> So it's like, would you rather be smelling trash that smells good or just, you know, you're smelling an air freshener that has no scent at all? I mean, take what you will there, but. That is one of the metaphors if I've ever heard one. Fuck you. I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. Uh, I mean, it's a good point. Like, like you said, they're Jurassic World Dominion. It's kind of taken, you know, because it started as a classic. It's been watered down so yeah. much that that is what you're left with. Where again, this is an original story, but there's nothing special about it. So I, I see the metaphor and the angle that you're taking there. But I mean, at least this no, I was. I can at least see it because <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was getting. I'm trying to help. There. I'm trying to help. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm trying to help people that uh, that was out there. I'm trying to help explain it to them. Um, no, I'm not, motherfucker. <laughs> no. Yeah. See, I, and again, there's a lot of more details. Like we're staying very general. Like the whole language barrier thing, mm-hmm. that was felt like an added element that I don't know if it needed to be there. But again, <gasps> I don't know how the movie would have played if it wasn't there. Yeah, that's that's an interesting element because I was thinking about that as well. Like, would it have better been better if she had been able to speak English? And I don't know if it would have, but. I don't know. It's an interesting choice. Because there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of details that involve that barrier. But uh, there's, yeah, like with the technology and the sci-fi nature, you know, he says, oh, my translator's broken. But then he has this thing that is kind of a MacGuffin. Like, he, it, it's whatever he needs it to be at the time. You know, the the scanning thing, it also does the holograms. And then it, at one yeah. point it does something that we had never seen it do before. And it's oh! just very convenient to the plot but uh yeah like their relationship it worked for the most part because of his like his past or whatever but again i don't know we need to get into spoiler or that spoiler aspect 
to explain why it works or maybe what doesn't work about this it. This guy know. is bursting to talk spoilers on on Sudden <laughs> Cinema on sixty five. They 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 don't post spoilers at the end of the episode. No so no no. This guy is it. like he's like I just. Fucking talk about how well it's like the only thing to spoil too, but it's kind of a big moment, I guess. Yeah, I mean, are we talking about the same thing? Like, because there, there's one element with I think so. I I would assume that is pretty obvious. I feel like like I don't want to, you know. It's like it feels like it's pretty obvious how it's gonna play out. Do you see? I thought like okay, I don't I don't know. Surprisingly, I don't wanna... no. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, I was not. <laughs> I was I thought it came out of left field because I'm like the whole point of this was to do the opposite of what happens. Okay. And then the opposite happens. Well, the, well, you know, we'll save a, this you know, you've never okay. done a cinema speak spoiler. So, we'll save a little bit of spoiler here for the end, but Sure. <laughs> Fuck. <God damn. laughs> it's going to take me a minute to find that, but um I will say that there was one element that I loved absolutely loved do we have any guess what that is sure i will say the one moment that i absolutely loved wait is an is it an element of the movie or is it like a moment it is an element (laughs) okay definitely um you loved the suit the suit design no i did love the suit design though the suit was okay it was not as good as Prometheus. Not but. as good. I, that was one hundred percent what I was thinking of. <laughs> I knew it. It was. It was good. No, what I loved was the uh, the tech, the like the 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 I don't even know what you'd call it, but like the the rectangular device that he would plug things in to <laughs> yeah, determine like, if it was safe to eat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like that was <laughs> pretty great. good. That was pretty, pretty good. good. Like that was great. Although, <laughs> yeah, it was a very weird container. Like that was like his, well, I mean, I guess like a catch all, like it was his canteen. It was like, every, yeah. kind of does everything that you'd ingest. Yes! Uh, no moment wise, the shot where they are in the cave, it's raining lightning strikes. You see the dinosaur. That was a great shot. That was pretty good. That was pretty, that good. was good. <laughs> that honestly, that three minute sequence yeah. is probably where she has the bug in her throat mm-hmm. and then, you hear the noise of the dinos in the cave. Yeah, that was probably the highlight of the movie, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Three minutes out of the ninety-minute <laughs> runtime, but I would I would say it was probably the highlight. Yeah, that was a great moment. There's other there's other moments, but like you said, it's not they're not like full set pieces, so it's really hard to you know. Yeah. What I will say here is I I did like, honestly, even though the effects weren't, like, the greatest, I did like the design of the dinos. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, leaning into, again, I'm not a fucking scientist, so I don't fucking know what's going on with, you know, I don't dig up these bones. But, you know, the fact that they looked more lizard-like than you would see in, like, Jurassic Park. I like that they... The end one in particular, yeah, yeah, where it's kind of on four legs instead of the two. Yep. And the sequence with uh, where she runs to the beach, those kind of like almost like Komodo dragon. I, I felt like they were in like yeah. the same vein as like a Velociraptor. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I like that. Like, you know, that they had a design that was different from Jurassic Park. Yeah, they didn't like 
stand out as the the obvious dinosaurs that like everybody knows they're yeah. they felt more original in that vein yeah but to be honest like it did feel like all right again i'm not a fucking scientist i don't fucking know anything but it feels like if you were to travel into 65 million years ago earth you know it'd be more than that 65 million 2000 and 23 years ago right 65 million beasts so yeah whatever would it be <laughs> well, it wasn't at 65 million BC, isn't that what? Or did they say 65 million years ago? I, don't know. I think it just said 65 million years ago. Or, yeah. But, uh, no. What's well, another 2,000 years no. if you're talking about 65 million? Trash. <laughs> anyway, um, just the idea that, you know, I feel like there would be more, like, variety. Like, it, it was pretty much, there was a couple bugs. I was thinking that, too. Like, yeah. Where. They have the, that that baby dino that gets saved is kind of like the, it's not like a stegosaurus, but like something that looks similar to that, but there's no other variety other than that. And again, I'm not a scientist. I don't know fucking anything about sure. dinosaurs, but in the period it's, well, there's another spoiler aspect that is not revealed in the trailers, but what happens at the end of the movie, kind of another threat that is building up to. Yeah. There are time periods of dinosaurs, right? And so certain dinosaurs would have been on Earth at that specific period. I just feel like... So are they being scientifically accurate with only showing those? Because that's what would have been around? I think this movie is 100% scientifically accurate. Yeah, I don't think there's Brooks any and question. Beth, what's his name? Scott Beck. Brooks and Brian Woods. Scott Woods Beck, and Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Beck and Woods. Beck and Woods, 100% take the time and detail in their movies to be scientifically accurate. Scott's got a nice shirt. He, in his IMDb picture, that's a good, it's not a bad shirt. That's a good looking shirt. What a guy. <laughs> Great shirt. Great shirt. Um, I, I just feel like, you know, again, I'm not a scientist. Do we need to say this anymore? But I feel like, you know, shouldn't there have been more, there's more, there would have been more, creatures alive besides dinosaurs right and we get a few bugs yeah but i feel like they could like you know a little variety to what is attacking them it did feel like you know i get that it's adam driver fighting dinosaurs with a plasma rifle but you know have like have a sequence with bugs like i i thought the sequence in the cave like when she has a bug in her throat i thought we were gonna get a whole thing of like a wave of bugs just like swarming them or something and we really don't get that. Like, it's pretty much you get a couple bug moments, but it's almost all dinos. And I if don't. If that's what you want, then you can time travel back to 2008 and watch King Kong. Uh, no, <laughs> right? I was getting a King Kong vibe. <laughs> and I was thinking that, uh, you know, I don't say this often, but I genuinely think that this would have been better as a video game. <laughs> like, At 65, yeah. The, the, the plot, the character elements are so light yeah not that that's bad but everything with adam driver and his daughter like it feels like yeah even like the memory stuff too you can imagine yourself in a game menu and like finding a collectible and having those memory things flashback like yeah (laughs) 100 i i enjoyed some of that but i do feel like i was watching it and like i kind of wish i was just playing this as a video game and yeah but that's why the story 
doesn't work as well as a movie because generally video game stories kind of suck, but you're playing through it like in a first person POV. So it, it works a little bit better, but you're watching this as a movie. Not very good. <laughs> Listen, you were the one I said that this was like a video game story. You were yeah. the one that said video yeah. game stories. Suck. I'm just, you're, I'm I mean, say, in general, I mean, I'd say generally, generally. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, it's very light, and I'm fine with it being light on story. It's just like if it's the thing where it's like totally cool with there not being much story. Like honestly, a quiet place, it's pretty light on story. Like, yeah, it's, but the set pieces make up for that. Exactly, there's memorable things about it. Where is John Krasinski? Yeah, he should have directed. This. Honestly, I was <laughs> I was like, man, this would have been way better if Johnny Johnny K had directed this bad boy. Meanwhile, listen, I love my boy Scott Bryan and John Woods or whatever their names are, but if they're not having somebody getting their face torn off with a, <laughs> a claw hammer, I'm not interested. Yeah, I mean, I could feel the elements of horror in this, but maybe it doesn't lean hard enough into that for them to really feel comfortable. I mean, what was this rated? Was this PG-13 or was this R? It's got to be PG-13, right? Okay, I thought, well, I hope so with how light they were on all of the violence and everything. NC-17? No. PG-13. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's Thank God. Pretty light on violence. And yeah, you know, I'm fine with it being like, a, you know, a two-hander, like just two characters trying to survive. But I don't know. I just really felt like there wasn't that much survival elements to it. Um, yeah. Again, they would get into situations that were just like concluded very quickly. And yeah, that's like, I never really felt like that tension for them or the character, you know, characters and it didn't, I wasn't on the edge of my seat at all. Like, yeah, it's very kind of boring and plain in, in those aspects. Yeah. I mean, I will say I was honestly kind of bored. Yeah. I, I hate to, <laughs> I hate to use the B word. I hate to use the B word, but I, I, I was kind of bored. To be totally sure. Honest. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um, but short runtime, I will give it points for that. Uh, I thought Adam driver was actually really good in it, you mm -hmm. know, for this kind of movie. I, I just like Adam driver a lot. Um, I thought the young girl was pretty good as well. Like, you know, yeah, I didn't have any huge problems with performances. Yeah. Uh, they're given, you know, they're not given a lot, but, uh, Adam driver, I feel like he's always somebody that puts his all into a performance, no matter what it is. So definitely appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I will say I don't think the effects were that bad. Like for this kind of middle ground movie, I thought all the dinos and everything looked at least passable. Nothing stood out as bad CG, at least to me. No moments yeah. like that. Um, maybe some stuff with like space it didn't look as cool or realistic as other movies, but I mean, those not, moments are few and far between. But... Yeah, it's not Prometheus, but... Uh, yeah, that stuff is kind of few and far between. That's like there's only a couple moments I mean, that they're in space. Really, the only moment that didn't look great to me was the, the dino in the tar pit. The dino in the tar pit when they were pulling the dino um, out, like yeah, very clearly looked like I don't know what they were grabbing on, but it was clearly not a dino. Like it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some child in a green suit or something that they were grabbing. Right. I don't know, but it, it didn't look great. Um, but also, I mean, listen, I'm not one to judge people, but 
Am I the only one that thinks 15 kilometers? Like, how fucking long is it going to, like, are you kidding me? Like, well, they had to go up also. Not just there. Not just straight shot. They had to go up a mountain. mountain. It was a mountain. (laughs) But we didn't really get much climbing. We we had like a 10 foot wall. And that was about it. Yeah. No, like I said, the, the cinematic language and just how things like things are revealed and unraveled. I was very confused at points where it's like, did, did this leap in logic make sense or like how we got from here to here, the, those, the through line is just like very confusing. And I did, was not a fan of a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Like moving from place to place, like geologically, like mapping it out i'm like i can't follow this it's you're kind of just going from scene to scene rather than knowing like what they need to do to get there or i guess knowing the full plan they it's it's very taken by the scene i mean yeah i i agree and also did you find that the for i mean obviously there's the whole language barrier but the fact that adam driver and this isn't really a spoiler, but the fact that he told the girl that her parents were alive, did you find that was just a little like, I don't know. It, it felt <laughs> like it's like, it's not like she wasn't willing to go. Right. It's like, he was just like, he was just like, he gave, he tried to talk to her for five minutes. He's like, I'm fucking sick of this shit. No, like, that's an example. That's a perfect example of what I'm talking about with this, this, uh, it, you know, revealing of information, the cinematic language of the movie when he said that, I thought he was basically just trying to say, we need to get to here to get to your family or to get you home. Okay. Like, I didn't even know that her parents were on the ship and were dead at that point. And then <laughs> that, like, to me, when he said that, it what? didn't seem like he was lying. It just seemed like he was trying to convince her to get to the to the ship so she could get home. And then in the, like, you know, obviously you find out later that he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I lied. Your your parents aren't here on the mountain. It's like, wait, that's what he was trying to say? Like, that's a perfect example of there's a lot of moments like that where they're giving you this information or they're trying to say one thing, but the way that it's put on screen or the way that it's written is very confusing and it does not make sense. Now, are you joking? I mean, I, I definitely knew that her parents were dead. Okay, well... I'm sure Yikes. like I could have pieced that together like because he says that she's a survivor but okay here's another example she he puts her like in a room right like she's sleeping yeah and then he goes out and then he finds her in the wild did you not find that weird I thought she was like going to be like a survivor of a past exploration oh. or like some thing like until I clued in that you this is he, the same girl you thought he should have just blown her head off or something <laughs> no no I'm just saying like <laughs> The way you're done. The way that it's like that it's information is doled out to you is just weird. Like when he went out in the wild and you found her, I don't know. Did you not find that confusing, or did you like, oh, that's her right away? I mean, I, I mean, I thought it was kind of dumb, but I didn't find it confusing. Like I kind of knew it was her right away because they okay. show her like as he leaving. They she do opens her eyes and right, but she has the mask, and then like I knew it was her after a little bit, but. It's not like I was confused the whole time. I don't, I'm finally hung over, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> this guy, I, I mean, did you fall asleep in this movie? Let's be honest. Let's... I yawned two times, did not fall asleep. Well, Eyes were open the whole time. And I don't, we don't need to get into this. This is a whole other thing. But 
you did come to my local theater, local yes. independent theater. What what are the thoughts on uh, this theater? This the the chairs that block the screen. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of problems with Spiri's, but you're done. If uh, if service and other things are up to par then it it is worth going to yeah because there's other theaters that have bigger screens whatever i mean the seats there were actually great so i can't complain about the seats i could but if you're (laughs) we won't we won't get into it if yeah if the service sucks then it's like well then yeah why are you going there but do it. We should have. I should have really ordered food there and gotten the whole experience so I could rate it. But I mean, that was the main, right. that was the main reason I <laughs> went there. I was like, you know, I'll have Kyle order some food, and he's oh like, yeah, I didn't say that. No, no I'm not hungry. <laughs> no, I'm good. No, 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 I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Are you sure you don't want to try? No, no, no. No, you said <laughs> um, we have to go to my favorite brewery restaurant, Warwater, yeah. and if you Jesus! if you're not hungry for it, then you're done. That's true. That's true. I did say that. Um, Are you joking? I, should we mention that we bought our tickets and the the guy who was selling the tickets? I go up and I, I say, have no part of this. So what do you mean we should mention? I mean, this is a you and his relationship. I don't. I go up to the ticket counter and I go, oh, uh, one for sixty five. And the guy who's there, he goes, is your name Brad? And I go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he goes, Oh, I know you from the other movie theater. And I go, Oh, really? <laughs> like, which is interesting because, like, I, I, well, yeah, he, uh, no, yeah, he, he goes, Does your, is your name Brad? And I say, Yeah. And he, he doesn't say anything. So then I go, How, How do, do I, I know, know you? you? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Who are you? He's like, I used to work at the other movie theater. Like, Great. <laughs> A little weird, but, uh, no! sure. Well, it tells, your fans that you are you are an avid moviegoer you know you support the arts you support these theaters you go so much the employees know you i support the arts i go to see 65 i definitely support the arts um probably the worst part was i was like oh do you work at both theaters now and he goes no i just work at this one now (laughs) still odd that he knew my name though like that's a little odd a little odd yeah like because you don't you don't when I go to a, get a movie ticket, I don't tell them my name. Yeah. I mean, even like, let's say I go once a week, mm-hmm. which is about as much as I go to that theater where the guy used to work at. You would right. think he wouldn't know my name still, right? Like, is that yeah, a see, little weird? Like, for, okay. So here's how I view those interactions or whatever. Like an employee, like I will go to, like, if you go to a bar and you see the same bartender every time, you know their name, but to them you're a thousand faces because they yeah. see a thousand different people every day, but you see the same person when you go. So it's easier for you to know their name rather than for them to know your name. But in this case, it's the opposite. It was the opposite. I didn't know this guy. I was <laughs> yeah. like, it, the lady was in front of us and she was a little weird too. She like was looking back at it. Like, what did she oh, say? Oh, did you hear? I think she bought a ticket for Puss in Boots. I'm like, lady, go get fucking Peacock. Yeah. It's on Peacock right now. <laughs> well, you're wasting your money. Well, she like looked back down at us, and she was like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun." And she, she said something I'm like, "Okay, like, I'm like this is great because this is why I want Kyle to be here." Like, I'm like, "We need this, this is the Sperry's. This is the Sperry's experience. experience yeah. it was way more of an experience than I would have expected." But yeah, that is odd. Like, yeah, the fact that I didn't remember him and he remembered me. Like, maybe movie theaters are dying. The fact that like they know me that much. 
Yikes. Or you're just so memorable. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Oh! <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I mean, uh, I don't have a ton to say more about 65. Should we do a spoiler discussion? Uh, or that's up to you. <laughs> I, I, I don't really know how do. much work it is. I, I mean, it's not much work, but I, I really don't have much more to say. I don't have a lot more to say. The spoiler stuff we danced around enough. It's it's not a big deal. Yeah. I don't think like talking about. I don't think revealing that is going to bring up more to talk about, if you know what I'm saying. 100%. Yeah. And I mean, when it comes to the, uh, when it comes to the spoilers. Who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, was this, I'm, I'm losing it, (laughs) but was this, uh, at the restaurant where I brought this up or was this on the show? Did I bring up this bit where I know you love bits? I love bits. Yeah. Huge fan of bits. 65. Mm-hmm. This would have been the perfect movie to give a six out of five. It's true. It would have been. They they screwed the pooch. <laughs> they fucked up big time. Like, I almost want to give this movie a six out of five just on principle alone. Well, do we need to place the blame? Is this Beck and Woods' fault? Is it the writer's fault? Is it Krasinski's fault? Is it Sam Raimi's fault? I definitely think... I mean, I think it's partly, honestly, I think you're right. I, I don't think it has anything to do with Scott and Brian. I think it is Sam and John. Yeah, I for think sure. It's, if I'm going to blame anybody, <laughs> I am going to blame Brian Woods. I mean, just, it looks like he, he oh, looks. Yeah. His shirt is not as impressive as Beck's. Scott Beck, what is amazing is if you go on IMDb and look at Scott Beck and Brian Woods images, clearly it was from the same photo shoot oh, like right. you can tell yeah. just like based on the like just the background like clearly they did a two for wait, wait, one wait, wait. it's like you can d- his... totally tell like you can totally tell it's from the and same and then his like you see is like seat yeah he's... and then the other one you know it's like that you know somebody hey can shorter... i copy your homework yeah, yeah but change it a little <laughs> <laughs> that's their photos listen i love scott beck and brian woods um in theory in theory I would give this a six out of five, but that won't be my official rating. But yeah. uh, if I told you the plot synopsis and it's, and I just said Adam driver with a plasma rifle of hunting dinosaurs and the title. Yeah. Which, although I listen, <laughs> we're, I mean, we're going on and on going around in circles here, but 65, I have to say is a horrendous title. It is. It is so bad. <laughs> like Speaking of titles, the title cards in this movie or the words on screen. Yeah. I wanted to barf. Are you talking the opening where it says 65? Yeah. A visitor came to Earth. Million years. Yeah, it was <laughs> real bad. And it was like supposed to be like this reveal like to Earth. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a big fan of that. Like, that's like, it's a cool concept, but it's like, I, as a writer, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Scott, yeah. You, Scott and Brian were like, oh, this yeah. is great. But in practice, <laughs> listen, I... Listen, when it comes to these guys, I just want to see another guy get their face ripped off with a claw hammer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to... But anyway, um, uh, raw pink meat. What are you going to give 65 out of five stars? Uh, before that, that would have been a great drop for when the dino gets torched from the steam. That was not bad. I will say that was that was good. some raw pink meat. I right did there. like the pink meat there. That was pretty good. Did make Although it didn't up. make sense because he didn't he get hit by steam earlier and then nothing happened. But then the second time it affects him. 
I was kind of a little confused. Yeah, but. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> um, oh God, do I have a rating out of out of? Oh, the fuck are you out of your damn mind? Five. I don't know. I haven't really thought about I, it. I honestly, I've been thought about it too much either. Drinking this delicious Thunderkiss sixty five, which I would give a five out of five. Of course. Um, oh God. Hold on. Of course, my app crashes. This guy's pulling up a letterbox. He's looking up everybody else's. It's, no, 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 no. This no, guy's going no, with the no, 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 no. This is my. What? These are my ratings. Oh. rating over here. God, what do I go with? I'm going to give it a. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to give it. Two out of five. I'm going to say two out of five. Well, for me, that's what I would have played while you were pulling up your rating. Um, For me, you know, obviously dinosaurs get a free pass. So obviously. Pretty much any dinosaur movie is at least a four out of five. So that's okay, so why this is... Six out of five? <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to give it a 2.5, I think. Okay. 2.5, that's fair. Yeah. Which... I was between that and a two, but... Honestly... Knowing that I am a dino <laughs> free pass, like yikes, yeah. real bad. Like, so take your rating with a grain of salt. <laughs> honestly, yeah, Fuck. big grain of salt. <laughs> Got these labeled. You gotta like be on the search function. I do have the search function up. It's just it's easier <laughs> if you just memorize where they're at and scroll alphabetically. Yeah, there well, it's not alphabetical, but... This stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. So, um, let's get into some micro-slash-nano reviews. Hey, micro. My... We're on the Cinema Speak show. That's, that's that's true. I mean, hey, listen, it's fair. But we're having a beer, so, what you know. <laughs> um, I've got three things. Oh. Trace. Um, trace things. I think I only have one, so why don't you start... Well, I hate this. I will, I will mention it's all Oscar shit. It's all oh, the Oscars perfect. tonight. The Oscars are tonight. By the time this episode is posted, no one will give a fuck about anything we talk about here because none of the shit I'm going to talk about <laughs> will win. But I'll mention quick. Um, let's mention. Uh, I watched a nominee for best documentary. I actually watched two nominees, but we'll mention one of them right now. I watched Fire of Love. Mm, yes. Which is streaming on mm. Disney Plus. And it is the story of two volcanologists, if I'm using my terms correctly, who fall in love and uh, tragically die at a volcano eruption. Uh, it's directed by Sarah, Sarah Dosa. Sarah Dosa? 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 Um, it's actually a really good documentary. I really like this one. 100% the reason this movie is good and worth watching is for the volcano footage, which is... L- listen, you know me. I- I'm a dino guy. Mm. I didn't think I was a volcano guy, but watching this, I think I'm a vo- volcano guy now because some of the footage in this is crazy like so cool and uh it's all shot by i mean at least the majority of the footage in the movie is shot by the the couple and just you know some of the stuff that they're able to capture and how close they get to the volcano is pretty incredible 
and uh, yeah, I'll take one of those actually. I'll take the last one. The last one. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I had to criticize Fire of Love a little bit, I would say that it is 100% on the strength of the volcano footage and the love story between the two of them isn't like the strongest. Mm. It's fine, but you're you're working specifically with the footage that they shot. So like you're not like seeing any footage of them like, you know, just like tonguing each other at like a house yeah. party or some Fucking shit. Each other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to see. Yeah, honestly, that would have gone a long way. Like if they had fucked on the edge of a volcano, like oh. this would have been a six out of five. But now we're talking. Yeah, now we're talking. Um but no, it, it's it's pretty good. Like it looks great. Um I I was fine with the love story angle not being like super strong, but if I had to pick a big criticism, big time, I was not crazy about the narration. It's mm. done by Miranda July. Never heard of her. I know there's a lot of July heads out there, but uh I have to say I don't know if I'm one of them. Who's Miranda July? She should I should I know her? Probably not. No. Oh, okay, she, good. I, she did. A, I, I want to say. She I didn't did, want to start sweating. I think she was in a movie with John Krasinski. I want to say. Um, hmm. Let's see. Yeah, which one though? She was in. Yeah, the future. With the John, future. The future. The fuck is that? The future. Not with John Krasinski. I don't know where I got John Krasinski. From. You got John Krasinski on the brain from '65. She was in Madeline's Madeline. Me and you and everyone we know. I don't know why I have John Krasinski on the brain, but she's like okay. Well, I don't know. Okay, should make sure I shouldn't know her. But. You're you you're fine. She's like a she's like a um. What's like a word for an artist? Like a like a she's a not a like um. A word for an artist. Like somebody who's just like very artsy and just like she, she on her homeless. No, well, maybe she's an artist, musician, writer, actress, and film director. So she's she's all encompassing. She's a Renaissance woman. She's a re- that's maybe what I'm looking. She's a Renaissance woman. But as far as uh, narrating a documentary, I was not crazy <laughs> about her narration in this. Um, okay. But that I mean that's a minor thing. Um, the footage that is there is so strong that it really carries the movie, and uh, I liked it. Definitely not my favorite um, nominee for best documentary. And mark my words, when this movie comes, when this episode is posted, obviously we'll know, but it's not going to win. What's going to win? Navalny. Have you seen it? I have. It's good? It's good. Okay. And it's it's very accessible. It's political. Mm -hmm. I mean, it deals with Russia. Yeah. I mean, easy win. Yeah. Is that what you picked? Um, I okay. might have gone oh, with, boy. <laughs> oh boy. Hey, I might have gone with the underdog, all really? the beauty and the bloodshed. Oh, okay. All right. I did not. Watch I did, that one. but that's a very low points wise for me. Except we put to, confidence points on him. Hoping so. to make some bank on this. I go with not under- hoping to make some, bank. go with the underdog. Make I'm some hoping money. to not watch uh garbage movie, which I have never lost our Oscar game yet. But uh, is, it, is it you, Josh, and Jacob? Yep. Okay. We are in, is and it, a loser has to watch a movie chosen right. by the other two. 
I do love that. That is, isn't Jacob blues every year? Isn't that it? Uh, Josh has lost once. Lost Jacob once. has lost twice. That is amazing. Uh, Jacob had to watch uh, Laquisha yep. and what was the COVID movie the, from the Christian people? Anyway, he had the to watch guy that. Who has like a 14 year old girlfriend yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that, that guy. guy. <laughs> Josh had to watch Bobbleheads. Fucking uh, man. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, haven't lost yet. So hopefully not again this year. But hey, if I make some. I, I try to mix it a little bit with what I think is going to win plus what I want to win. You know, mix it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I still, I'm, I'm behind on a lot of the docs, but uh, I'm sure Navalny is the favorite. That'll probably win. Obviously, the the political angle, I think, definitely boosts it up. Yeah. But. And it's, I mean, Fire of Love is pretty accessible, but Navalny, like, if I was going to pick one of those docs to show, if, like, I was to run up to somebody on the street yeah. and <laughs> grab them and... Th- tie them to a chair and force them to watch a movie and hope yeah. they would enjoy it. Navalny. It would, it would Navalny. All right. <laughs> then probably fire of love. Specific yeah, example. Yeah. Don't go in the, that back room over there. Um, <laughs> Do I hear Navalny? What, right what now? is this with everybody? <laughs> what? Um, what about you, man? Uh, okay. So I have watched only one movie, unfortunately, uh, but it was, a banger oh! a lot of people consider this to be a classic and that is david fincher's seven uh watched this with the girlfriend ah, yes! she's into uh you know serial killers and true crime and stuff so i thought we have to watch seven and of course she fell asleep so i finished it by myself <laughs> um yeah it's uh i haven't i hadn't seen it in a while and it is very early Fincher. Like, if you watch it, if you rewatch it, like, some of the writing and the lines that, like, Brad Pitt especially has are kind of cringe and pretty bad. Uh, but, you know, it's it's still gritty stylistically, and it has a very compelling, you know, through line and, and mystery to it. So that's really what keeps you going. It's not definitely not perfect by any means i think just like uh technically there are some flaws to it but the story itself and like the acting and brad pitt and morgan freeman's relationship in it as well is is enough to i think elevate it past those like small technical details but um yeah still love seven wouldn't give it like the perfect score. I think some people have this like as one of the greatest of all time, but, uh, you're talking to him, bud. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wouldn't say it's perfect, but, uh, I, I still do love it. And, um, yeah, that religious undertones in this movie as well, the, uh, <laughs> seven deadly sins and just his, you know, his personal beliefs. For you, dude. Come on. Nah, it's, it's that, it's that two thousands, nature that it has to it i think that kind of brings it down for me um but no i I still do love it and yeah the ending is great um yeah i mean who hasn't seen seven come on let me ask you this did make my top 100 when i made the list okay and it's pretty obvious where it ended up what number do you think it was 65 obviously (laughs) come on now let's get real Pretty obvious where it ended up. What number? Eight. 
<laughs> this guy. Nah, it's seven. Number no, seven. Oh, it's 17. 17? What? How is that obvious? Uh, I was hoping you'd say seven and you, you didn't take the bait. Oh, okay. So I was going to say seven, but it's too obvious. Exactly. Yeah. No, 17. I but then we would know it's only for the. You only have it at seven for the bit. Yeah, no. So 17. That's why. <laughs> okay. That must have been my thought process then. Um, no, I, I I love seven. Uh, I mean, let me ask you. Is it your favorite David Fincher movie? Oh, or? no. Oh. No, no, no. I'm trying to think. I don't think I know what your favorite David Fincher movie would be. My favorite is probably, I'm going to have to say <laughs> Zodiac. Mank, I'm going to leave. No, no, no. Off the top of my head, I would say Zodiac. That's fair. I would probably say, I mean, Zodiac's top three for sure. Yeah. I'm thinking like the ones that I've given, I'm trying to think of the ones that I've given like a perfect score to, which I think is only Zodiac, Social Network, and Gone Girl. Okay. Maybe maybe I've gave a five to Fight Club. Oh! One of those four. Okay. <laughs> Don't think about it too much. Yeah. That's... Don't look at my top 100 because then <laughs> that will re- reveal some things. Might have to peek there. Um <laughs> But yeah, I now let me ask you, I, I don't think I've watched this in the, maybe I have, don't quote me on this, but I don't know if I've watched this in the uh, last uh, five years or whatever, what's the, how's the Kevin Spacey angle hold up? Does it make it, uh, is it, is it worse or is it, could it potentially be better? Is he better as a creep in this? See, that's what I'm, that's what, uh, that's what I'm thinking is he plays a, you know, he plays a degenerate you know, serial killer. So I feel like it kind of works better. Whoa! Whoa! You want, you want him to yeah. get caught. You kind of hate him in this movie. And so it kind of plays well, there's no sympathy for him or anything. So I used to think, man, like what a great performance. And I'm like, Oh, he wasn't acting at all. Like what a great, <laughs> just great mm, casting. That's true. We, we, we put it on Kevin Spacey. You no, know, it was just David Fincher. He's like, I just have a feeling. I know Kevin Spacey's done a lot, but the roles that stand out, I know they're more recent, but like he kind of always is like that. I mean, Baby Driver, he's the villain. Yeah. This, I mean, I've, House of Cards, he's a, you you he is the protagonist or like he's the, that he's an asshole still, so you're kind of rooting against him there. I mean, American Beauty. American Beauty. He's literally trying to sleep with a high schooler. Exactly. He's a creep in that. You're not rooting for him. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, like, not that you're rooting for him, but he is, like, the main character in American Beauty. So it's kind of like... Yeah. But again, that's a movie that I, th- I think of as well. But when you think of it, it's... He's a guy that, that cheats means- on his wife and he's we- interested in yeah young girls. We and- need a retro review of American Beauty because that movie has changed a lot in the last I need to rewatch years. that because that is very high I used in to, my list and I need to rewatch yeah, it I used to love Re-evaluate. American Beauty and uh, I don't think it would oh, hold up second, get, second yeah. guess in it yikes um, that also is one where it's like when you're first getting into film it's kind of like one of those that yeah. it was you know, in my oh, like, amazing, sophomore year of college like, yeah. I'm like this is the best movie ever yeah right yeah, yeah maybe not I think even if Kevin Spacey wasn't a creep it wouldn't hold up quite as well but it's it's poised to drop pretty hard. Well, have you seen Empire of Light yet? No, I haven't. It's on HBO Max. Is Kevin Spacey in that? No, but it's Sam Mendes. So, oh, that's right. That's and right, right. he 
kind of has fallen off like directorial wise a lot of his most recent stuff is i mean quality wise i feel like has dropped so yeah i mean the last bond movie that he did was not nearly as good i love specter that was his last one right yeah with the one with rami malik no no that was uh no time to die he didn't direct that nope no that was uh carrie joji fukunawa oh yeah you're right it was Spectre, yeah. pe- people say is garbage, okay. but I Spectre's also mid. <laughs> yeah, I actually remember liking it, but I know most people say it's garbage. Okay. But uh, anyway, point is, as a director, I can't think of like the last great thing he's done. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like 1917. Uh, yes, true, but I also thought that was I, I do like that movie a lot, but I know we know over... one person who right. liked 1917. All right, dude, it might be a little early to say this. <laughs> Might might be a masterpiece. Okay, first drop we ever had on this board. <laughs> a little long, but um, hey, sometimes they, it's a classic. You gotta let it play out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have one that's like at least fifteen seconds. I I do agree. <laughs> yeah, which one's that? The SpongeBob one. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is a long one. <laughs> I do like nineteen seventeen, but I, I I do agree with you that yeah, like. Especially with that being like his first or second movie, yeah. When American Beauty came out, like it, he was like the, yeah, yeah. Um, Chuglug. Uh, no, yeah, I don't have much to say on seven. That hasn't already been said, but uh, really liked it. I gave it a four point five. Do you have the Blu-ray or is it streaming somewhere? Or what's going on here? We streamed it on HBO Max. Okay. Um, I don't think I have seven though yet. I feel like the Blu-ray, from what I remember, is not great. not great. It's probably yeah. it was probably like an early yeah. release, and it hasn't gotten the treatment it deserves. I mean, not that we need to get into it, but obviously, Seven is the classic <laughs> organization example, right? Like, where does it go? Yeah, right. Because it's, Cause it's spelled as the number seven. Yeah, yeah. kind of gross. Also, <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that part of the? Re- is it would have been five without that, right? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Would have been a five if the writing, the dialogue was tightened up. Maybe because I know it's based off. It's based off a book. You know that this guy, apparently the writer moved to like New York or something and was like so disgusted with the city that he wrote a book like about this like serial killer. Like because I know that in in the movie it's ambiguous where they're located, but like it's so crime riddled and everything. But technically, it's based off New York. Have you seen any, like, interviews with the writer or, like, what he looks interviews, like? Interviews, no, no. Yeah, it's just... It's interesting. <laughs> no, it's just, like, you, you look at him and you're like, that that checks. Makes but, sense, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. all tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was on in the uh, Shutter series, 101 Scariest Movie Moments oh, or whatever. Okay. yeah. It's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> looks like the guy who would write Seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, speaking of Seven... Seven, not seven minus six equals one Oscar nomination for best <laughs> for best foreign language movie. What? Uh, I watched. You know what else is one? Six minus five. Fuck, come on. Also, I probably could have. So I'm. I'm going to talk about Argentina, 1985. Uh, yeah. One plus nine minus eight plus five equals seven. Obviously, I don't know if that's probably obviously. Right, but, um, Argentina, nineteen eighty-five, uh, nominated for best foreign film. It is on Amazon Prime. 
it's the story of obviously it takes place in Argentina in 1985. We have um now I didn't know this. Listen, I might just be a dummy, but I didn't I, this is why I love movies. You learn things. I didn't know that Argentina had a uh, dictatorship in the 80s, apparently. And the story is that in this movie, it's right after this dictatorship is overthrown, but the uh, um, military members who were part of this dictatorship are still like just out and free, and you know the democracy that has taken over hasn't tried them at all so initially the idea is that they're going to try them in in a military court because it's war crimes or whatever but uh pretty much everybody that's involved in the military is still is on the side of the dictatorship so they say all right we need to try them in the court like a civilian court Mm -hmm. and so the story is a true story and it's about the prosecutor who gets stuck with having to try these uh members of the this dictatorship and having to go essentially against what it seems like the majority of the country feels and try these people and it it's a really interesting look in that you know you think as soon as like a dictatorship is overthrown you think oh everybody's woo you know we're glad but you think about it like in reality probably uh, you know the way that people get brainwashed and are you know just told by the media and how things are a lot of people might still side with the dictatorship and a lot of with this movie, it shows how a lot of Argentina at the time was still siding with these military members and they were against them being tried. Um, So it kind of follows the, uh, the trial and the prosecutor having to find evidence against these uh, members of the military, try and put them in prison for what they did. And uh, it's, it's quite good. I I really liked it. It's very like if I had to compare it to a Hollywood director, um it's very Spielberg-esque. Mm. Like I was getting very heavy like the post vibes. Um but not in a bad way. Like it it's it's definitely you know, it it walks the fine line where it doesn't shy away from like the horrors of what these people did, but it is definitely a very crowd-pleasing feel-good kind of movie. Um, I've heard that it's like a bit of a underdog story maybe where yeah you're rooting for them and yeah feel good for sure yep and um, you know I, 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 I quite liked it it's not amazing but um, it kind of builds up to the you know it's like a legal drama so it's all about the trial if I had a criticism it's that the whole movie you don't really see much evidence that would show that they wouldn't be convicted in some ways like you're really mm. seeing like it's the the whole thing is them having to find evidence because they can't work with the cops because a lot of the cops side with the people that were part of this dictatorship so they can't get evidence from them so they're having to find their own evidence and you're seeing a lot of these people give witness statements of what happened to them um and it really builds up to this closing argument that the prosecutor gives and I will say the closing argument it like that sequence, like, I don't know if it's taken word for word for what the real closing argument was, but very powerful, like watching it. It's very moving. And I kind of, in some ways I wish it had ended just like the closing argument. Boom. boom done. <laughs> Cut the black. It, it does have a bit of an epilogue. And I actually did kind of like the epilogue because 
is it spoiler to say what happens with the trial? I don't know if that's spoiler, but well, I don't know. It's part of history, so I guess not. So, so <laughs> some of the people get some of the military members get convicted, some don't. And in the final moments of the movie, it's the prosecutor. He goes to his typewriter and he starts working on the appeal, like immediately as soon as he finds out. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's a pretty solid ending, like that he's not giving up and he's just continuing to work at it. Um, but I will say that the closing argument is the moment and um very reminiscent of the trial of the uh chicago seven is that it mm. where it ends with this like big like the courtroom cheering yeah in <laughs> that movie it's very cheesy this one you can tell like just better directed like where the courtroom cheers but it actually works it, yeah like yeah it's you know it like i feel like it's the sound fades out and it's all score but you're watching everybody cheer it you know it works a lot better um and the the main actor the prosecutor he's uh i mean as far as i know this he is argentina's tom cruise (laughs) yeah yeah he was in uh the secret in their eyes which was another big uh i think it was oscar nominated or maybe might have won best foreign film that year Hmm. Um, he was in Wild Tales, which I have somewhere over there behind that pile of garbage. <laughs> All right. Um, like hmm. just the fact that like what I'm like, oh, I actually know some of these Argentinian movies that this guy's in. Like he's he's a star. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I I really liked it. Definitely. I mean, I would. No, I, mean, I watched this already, so I've heard of it. Wild Tales. Yeah. Yeah. It's on there. I it's it's pretty good. Um. I would probably say, in terms of the Oscars, I probably would say I still liked uh, All Quiet on the Western Front a little more than this. Mm-hmm. This is pretty, it's a crowd-pleasing kind of movie, where that movie, All Quiet on the Western Front, is a lot darker. Um, but it is, like, a very affecting feel-good kind of movie. So, yeah. I, I liked it. You don't like to feel good watching movies. I hate myself, yeah. so... Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> I want to hate myself watching a movie um but speaking of hate myself i mean do you have anything else because i got one more uh unless you want me to talk about milf manor then no i'm good what um no that's 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 fine which yes or no that's uh, fine yes do no. you or do you uh, no, i'm just kidding okay uh, no i mean i have been watching milf manor but I, nobody needs to hear about that fuck your mother um literally yeah well, the last thing I'll wa- mention real quick is I watched uh, Oscar nominee for Best Documentary, uh, All That Breathes. Uh, yeah, it's which, also on my list. Yep, it's on HBO. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest. Hang on. This movie should be called All That Sleeps. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say the only reason I'm saying that is because I did try and squeeze this in very late last night. Mm. This is one of those classic OLED burn-ins that you're concerned about. 100%. Yes. Now, it wasn't a 6 a.m. I woke up, but it was (laughs) I was dozing off, rewinding a half hour, watching 10 minutes, dozing off, running 25 (laughs) minutes, you know, that that kind of thing. Uh But I will say, despite the fact that it put me to sleep over and over and over again, I really did like the movie. (laughs) Like, um, so the premise of this one is so much you dreaming about it. Honestly. Yeah. Well, the premise is that it's a documentary and it follows these two brothers who are trying to, um, basically take care of and heal these birds in new Delhi. And they're called these kites. They're called kites, 
which they're called that because I guess they don't flap their wings. They just soar. Mm. There's an, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> this movie rocks. So there's an amazing <laughs> moment where like, you're just watching this bird for like two minutes, just like soaring. <laughs> and you're like, is this bird even moving? And then the guy comes in and he's like, we would stare through the hole in our ceiling and be like, is that bird even moving? And it's like, no, that's a kite. And it's classic. <laughs> um, but I kind of, the way I looked at this movie is that, hey, listen, I don't, I don't really care about birds or kites or whatever, but it's basically like a nature documentary taking place in like a hugely populated city. Mm. The opening shot. I feel like you would love this. I honestly, I feel like you would <laughs> got, love this. Yeah. It's on my list. I got I to watch. The opening shot is you're in this like field in mm-hmm. New Delhi and there's a road like in the background and you're seeing these cars drive by. The opening shot, you see this like just like skinny, like mangy dog. You're like, okay, there's a dog and it's probably like just, you know, it's got no owner. So it's a homeless dog. And then just all of a sudden these rats start. And it's literally like there's this incredible like like uh it pans over and it's like literally just like you're watching these rats in this field and then there's another shot where you're watching these flies in a puddle of mud not the west scantlin band but a real puddle of mud <laughs> and like another shot where they're you're watching these chimp chimpanzees or monkeys crawling from apartment complex and it's like the idea of looking at the nature that lives in a huge city mm-hmm. like that stuff is amazing now it is a lot of moments like that where it's just like long extended takes of flies crawling in puddles of mud so that is part of the reason why i fell asleep over <laughs> and over again um like there's a shot of a snail that's probably like five minutes of just a snail crawling so every time i got to that it was you know 1 a.m in the morning and falling asleep <laughs> yeah part of me wants to give this like a 4.5 or a 5. I don't think I can because I did fall asleep over and over and over again. <laughs> but um with like in theory, I feel like I if I rewatch this movie in the daytime and I didn't fall asleep, I probably would give it something that high. Oh, wow. It like yeah, just the idea of like it's just such a creative concept, the idea of essentially a nature documentary in a big city and you know, following these two brothers who were taking care of these birds feels a little bit secondary. It really is like every 10 minutes, there's like this, like you're looking at a new angle of nature in a city. And that's why it's called like all that breathes, like saying that, like, even though like, you know, most people would look at this field of rats and think it's like disgusting. Like it's still, you know, those are still living, breathing creatures. You know, Mm -hmm. they might be disgusting. Like, I think it's fucking gross. I'd blow them all away. But you know, all that breeze, you got to love it, right? Even though I'd probably blast them. If I was Adam Driver with a plasma plasma rifle, rifle. I'd fucking blow them away. (laughs) But uh, no, it's a real good doc. Definitely, um, I don't think this one will win at all because it's not super accessible. Mm. Um, Like, I think I told Lizzie, I'm like, you want to come watch this movie about (laughs) birds? And I was like, there's like a five minute shot of just birds flying in the sky. And she's like, no, I'm so you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have included that. Yeah. Yeah. Disclude <laughs> that. If, if she had sat down and watched the, the three minute tracking shot of the rats. Yeah. At the start, <laughs> she might've loved that, but, um, well, she loves Disney. So it's true. Right. She's akin to mount mice and rats. Mice, ratatouille. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fucked up. Yeah. I definitely <laughs> fucked up on that. But, um, yeah, pretty, 
short runtime too. Um, Love that. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't recommend starting it at 1 a.m. But I said, Kyle's coming over. I got to watch another one of these. I got to squeeze another one of these in. So, hey, definitely worth it. Yeah. You've impressed me. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for you then. Uh, unfortunately, yes. That is all. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap things up and find out what's coming out this week in theaters and on Blu-ray. Hit me. Uh, in theaters this week, we have uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Ooh, huge. Is this, this going to be a Southern Cinema review? I feel like it's a no-go mm, on this one. Probably not. I do believe we will be reviewing this with Santino, um, which is great. That. I love having Santino on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't love reviewing Shazam, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, also, Inside. Have you seen the trailer uh. for this? I haven't seen the trailer. I've seen the poster and I know the premise. That might be a Southern Cinema review right there. I am in. I don't know if this is like what kind of release this is getting. I am intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Uh, IMDb only has it as 6.6 right now. But fuck IMDb. IMDb is usually dumb. So, <laughs> um, But on uh, Blu-ray, huge week on Blu-ray. Um, let's see. Coming out this week. It's actually not a huge week, but we have um, <laughs> we have huge. No, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> so we have Streets of Fire 4K, mm-hmm. The Prince of Egypt 4K, the You're... animated movie. Yeah, no, oh, that yeah. is huge. Yeah, have you seen the rena- like the the re- revival of this movie? Like this was I saw this, this is like a part of our young. childhood. Yeah, yeah. No, people like have been coming back and say like Prince of Egypt is a banger, and it, really? I feel like it has like this cult following now to it now am i okay this might be me being dumb but is that is it moses is that yeah yeah base, prince yeah. of egypt okay yep. i'm into it like <laughs> i mean i i said years ago look I at said, the cast of that movie there's good some, cast i mean for voice acting yeah i mean no there's like stars behind it but val kilmer huge ray fines michelle pfeiffer sandra bullock jeff Goldblum, danny glover yeah <laughs> okay that crazy i'm in <laughs> All right. I know when Ten Commandments came out on 4K, I said I was going to buy that and finally watch it, and I never did that. But that Prince Egypt maybe might have to pull the trigger. Double double feature. Get on the wall over here. Speaking of religious undertones, a movie that you will probably pick up, The Whale. Oh, The Whale. The Whale sure. on Blu-ray, which I will say, I don't want to keep going on and on, but The Whale <laughs> is a movie that I feel like even though I didn't love it, I definitely want to revisit it. Yeah. Like, there's something about it that maybe it's just the meme. Have you seen the meme <laughs> of Brendan Fraser where he's holding a joint and he's when the moment where he's like, I need to do one thing right in my life. But they, joint? they put a no, joint in I have and he, his eyes that. are all red and he's crying. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I, I think I haven't. I'll oh, show you. But yeah, send it. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, that's Blu-ray only, though, unfortunately. Uh, also on 4K, we have The Core, Rocky Three, um, Phenomena 4K. We have Walking Dead, the complete uh, 11th season. Razorback, Last Hurrah for Chivalry is on four, or on Criterion. A Man Called Otto. Uh, you haven't seen this, have you? No. Huge hit. No interest. No interest? <laughs> Massive. Have you hit. seen it? No, I haven't. Okay, seen it. you're gonna get it. I will. I mean, I don't know if I'll pay for it, but I will probably <laughs> check this out at some point. 
uh, Flamingo Road, Confessions of a Nazi Spy, uh, Prince and the Showgirl, Jet Li Double Feature, Neptune's Daughter, The Grand Tour, Glorious, Love Letters, Wild Orchid 2, The Wildcat, Alice Darling, The Apology, and that should about cover it, I think. So, like I said, huge week. Hey, Prince of Egypt's huge. Prince of Egypt and the whale? And the whale. The whale of Egypt? I mean, let's get ready. Let's call it, lock it in now, Brennan Fraser Oscar winner when this episode is out. Hey, we got 50, oh, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> the first award <laughs> that they uh, they call, yeah. Yep. Um. Well, uh, Kyle, thanks for being here, man. Anytime. Can't wait to be back and review Summer of 65. Oh, God, yeah. Hang on, let me... Yikes. One of those. Um, yeah, well, give us all the info. Uh, Sudden Cinema, give us the details. Where can we find you guys? Uh, yeah, we are Suds and Cinema Podcast on all platforms. You can follow us on Instagram at Suds and Cinema Podcast. Um, should be, should about cover it. Give us the, give us that premium, uh, Oh, the premiums? Plug those um, premiums okay, here. sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a premium plug. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do premium podcasts where we cover usually uh, directors, filmographies, or about five, yes! four to five movies of uh, their filmography from a certain era. Um, Southern Cinema at, so, sorry, Southern Cinema.bandcamp.com or, or just search on Bandcamp Southern Cinema and you should find us. We're trying to get that to other platforms as well, more accessible platforms, but. Uh, it's only on Bandcamp as of now. Killer, man. I can. I, I have not. Wa- I've not listened to the Cronenberg uh, Premium yet. I yep. told you I need to listen to <laughs> watch Dead Ringers and the Dead Zone again before. I, but uh, Alien Premium, Alien one, yeah, Alien's a good one yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, next week on the show, we will be reviewing Scream Six. Speaking of six out of fives, I've already seen this movie fucking twice. Yeah, you loved it so much. <laughs> I love, Gotta watch it again. I am a scream head. Um, so this should be fun. Uh, of course, until then, you can follow the show on Twitter at the Cinema Speak or on Instagram, Cinema Speak Podcast. We're on YouTube as Cinema Speak and uh, find us on the web at cinemaspeak.libsyn.com. Uh, I hope everybody has a great week. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. We'll be bringing the beer in the intro. This is a Suds and Cinema, Cinema Speak, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, yeah, co-production yeah. here. So yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not doing this shit sober. Come on. <laughs> of course not.